From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to announce my new book, Energy in Action, The Power of Emotions and Intuition to Cultivate a Life of Peace and Freedom. Inside, you're going to find 13 spiritual laws and 52 high vibrational spiritual practices, all to help you manifest a life of peace, abundance, and true freedom. Head on over to SherryAnnaBoyle.com and grab your copy today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherryanna Boyle. I'm your host. If you're new to the show, this is a show about spirituality. It's a show about mental health, the connection between the two. And I want to remind everyone that every show is sponsored by the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace. That's a place you can go to my website, sherryannaboyle.com. That's where authors list their books. And we also have some businesses that list their products and services. And in return, those listings support this show. So I really appreciate all the authors and businesses that are sponsoring the show. And we have everything featured at Just As Spirit Marketplace. So go ahead and check that out.com, um, sherryannaboyle.com when you get a chance. So today, folks, uh, we're going to talk about happiness. What do you think about that? And I have a special guest here with me. His name is Greg Hammer. Hi, Greg. Good morning or good afternoon, depending on location. <laughs> Sherrianna, it's wonderful to be with you. Oh, thank you so much. And so Greg and I are going to be talking today about his, his new book, right? You have a book out. Um, actually, it's not you. 2020. It was published, right, Greg? Correct. And it's called the Happiness Handbook, everyone, for healthcare professionals, which caught my attention, right? Is that correct? Yes, it's actually the first part of the title is Gain Without Pain. And Ah. Gain is an acronym for what I consider to be the four pillars of happiness. And they are gratitude, acceptance, intention, and non-judgment. So Gain Without Pain the happiness handbook for healthcare professionals, but I think the market is fairly broad and certainly well beyond healthcare professionals per se. So I'm still doing a lot of TV, radio podcasts, and most of them have nothing to do with the healthcare sector per se. Mm, I like that. So game without pain, and you say there's four pillars, gratitude, acceptance, acceptance, intention, and, and judgment and non-judgment. Yes. So just I like that. That's really those are so four key things. Maybe we can lean into them a little bit more, but let's just let the audience know a little bit more about you. I found your background very interesting. That's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show. You are, well, correct me if I'm wrong, you're a pediatric intensive care physician. Correct. You also a professor at Stanford University. Yes. So I'm a pediatric intensive care physician, and I also am a pediatric cardiac anesthesiologist. 
Uh, I'm a researcher. I have a lab where we do pharmacology research. So basically drug metabolism and how that changes in newborns, infants, toddlers, school-aged children, adolescents, and adults. And uh, yes, I'm a professor in the Stanford University School of Medicine. So I teach medical students, residents, fellows, um, mostly in the operating room and the intensive care unit, but I also give some lectures. And um, well, let me let me throw something yes. at you, Greg. Can I throw sure. something at you? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So how is it, you know, because you're doing everything and, you know, a lot of sometimes Sometimes it feels like there's a separation between the, the spiritual world, the medical and spirituality, right? And I know that that gap is closing now, right? And I know for me, you know, I'm a, uh, there's so many things when I went to school that I wasn't taught that I had to learn sort of once I was in the fire kind of thing. And do you find that is the same in the medical field? Do you find that? are you filling in some holes? I guess I'm asking in terms of well-being for healthcare providers and some, go ahead, answer the question. See if you uh, see here, if you, if we're diving here. <laughs> sure. Well, I think that perhaps what you're referring to is that if you want to oversimplify, we have a left brain and a right brain and our left brain is, the part of our brain that is very pragmatic, we might call it reductionist. It tends to, in, especially in medicine, we think we can understand the, the universe. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, we think we can understand the universe by breaking it down into its component parts, which over time seem to get smaller and smaller and, and, and more short-lived in those parts like Higgs boson and so on. Um, we make lists. Um, we think of the world in a very practical way. And then we have our right brain. And our right brain is the brain that appreciates color and unity and how, uh, you know, we're all one and everything is one and sort of the beautiful background resonance of the universe. And so there seems to be a gap between those two, but there really isn't. So medicine might be, if you want to kind of continue the, the model, medicine would be sort of the left brain activity. You know, if, we want, if I want to treat a critically ill child, it's helpful in many ways to try to break down the physiology into its component parts, what's happening for example, in the heart, and how are the toxins produced by the bacteria that are infecting the child, affecting the heart, and break that down into more and more of a molecular level, even. Uh, look at the receptor physiology, how these toxins and chemicals are interacting with receptors in the membranes of the heart cells, and how they are suppressing the efficacy or effectiveness of the heart muscle. And then I can sort of target treatments that uh, block those receptors or uh, somehow neutralize those toxins, et cetera. So it's helpful in a, in a manner of speaking in medicine to be very reductionist, to be very left brain, to break things down this way. And so that's just a, a narrow way of looking at it. But if you generalize that, I think that may be what you're referring to is that mm. in medicine, it's very technical, especially my fields. And 
anesthesiology and intensive care, there's a lot of machinery, there's a lot of technical stuff. And we do look at things in their, in their micro and the relationship of the micro to the macro in a very reductionist way. On the other hand, people in my profession deal a lot with death and dying, and we deal with critically ill children and their families. And in order to treat not only the the child, the patient, but the whole family, there's this whole other sort of right brain thing going on where the the illness and the dis-ease in the patient and the family uh, are very much not really related to breaking everything down into its component parts, but rather sort of entering your field of endeavor a bit and getting into the kind of psychological, the, you know, in some ways, and I know that, you know, my daughter is a psychologist. And so you do also kind of need to break things down to understand them in their component parts and an individual's history and the role of their mother and the role of their father. And so you are kind of dividing and, and, and dissecting to some degree, but there's also this sort of more ethereal side of wellness that undoubtedly you invoke in your clinical practice and in your teaching. And in medicine, that's extremely important. I think, you know, we're dealing with people. So whether we're dealing with preventive medicine or perhaps on the opposite extreme, what I do, which is using very technical uh, equipment and information to treat a patient, there's also this more ethereal connected thing. And, and I think that is what I can hopefully bring to families. And so that's part of the family's wellness. And I think uh, I, I watched, a, you know, I'm maybe digressing, but I watched a wonderful video on Netflix called Fantastic Fungi. And one of the things I liked about it is the uh, the one of the protagonists in the film was giving a TED talk and he was speaking about the the projections of fungus that are pervasive under the ground that we're walking on. In other words, these networks of mycelia, these projections of fungal growth are widespread and interconnected they form this sort of lattice that's relatively impervious to climate and other factors very durable uh been around for millions of years and you know when we die we actually decompose into this mycelial network and it's reassuring in a way because it's it's all one system it brings in the unity of all things and uh, anyway, it's a show that I recommend to everybody, but it it does kind of bring in the right brain activity of connectedness and unity. And there's a harmony and a resonance and a beauty to that. And that is something we appreciate when we are present. And, you know, we can talk about the way our brains mm-hmm. work and the gain method of learning to be more present, but that's where happiness lives. And when we feel that presence, we feel that connectedness, we lose this sense of separation and the separate self. And that's when we are truly happy. Hmm. Craig, you just nailed that. That was incredible. (laughs) You know, I mean, that was wonderful. So 
Tell us how, and just so listeners, just so you know, full transparency here, Greg and I are in the hot seat right now because Greg's got another podcast to go on and we are going, we're, we're just going really fast through this interview, but this is amazing. <laughs> we're just going right to it. So those uh, first- I'll come back anytime and, you know, my <laughs> apologies for the tight scheduling today. You know, I always believe that things land the way they're supposed to land, but so those, those four that acronym gain gratitude, acceptance, intention, and non-judgment. Here's another question, and I'm going to throw at you. How do you personally incorporate those four things in your daily life? Like, what does that look like, Greg? Sure. Well, that's an easy question to answer for me because I get up in the morning, and this is what I teach also, the game method. And it's uh, something that I've written about extensively, but I get up in the morning, I open the blinds. Hopefully it's light out. Sometimes it's before there's light. doesn't matter. I, I gaze at the outside. I do my morning hygiene thing. I, I personally have a meditation room, but anybody who's got a comfortable place to sit in a quiet place can sit down, close their eyes, get in touch with their breath, focus on the, the, beauty of the air coming in through their nose and slow that down. When we slow down our breath and focus on it, we actually slow our heart rate. We lower our blood pressure. We decrease the amount of adrenaline that's circulating in our body. So we slow down the breath. We focus on the in-breath. We might count to three on the in-breath, pause to a count of three, maybe take a little extra in-breath toward the end of the pause, and then exhale without effort to a count of four. And we sort of repeat this a few times, settle in. And then we contemplate that for which we're grateful. And for me, this is, I'm so grateful for my health. I had a malignancy diagnosed about 10 years ago. I was treated with an immunotherapy drug. I'm fine now. I'm just so grateful for my health. Uh, I live in a beautiful place, a safe place, as most of us listening and participating in this podcast do we're not in ukraine we're you know we're not under constant threat so i'm so grateful for these things i'm grateful for my loved ones i'm grateful for the ability to do my work there's so many things for which i'm grateful i'm grateful for the nature surrounding me and then i transition to acceptance because we need to acknowledge that pain is as intrinsic to our lives as joy And so we can't just push the pain away. There's a formula in the book, suffering equals pain times resistance. So the pain is there. We've all lost somebody we love, for example. We've all felt the absolute pain, uh, global pain of the pandemic and how much misery there has been and how much misery there is in the world now. And to some extent, we all experience misery. So we actually think of something painful during this part of the gain meditation. And we, we imagine bringing it closer and closer. We open our chest, we open our heart, we bring the pain into our heart. We envelop it with our heart. We nurture it. And we sit with this as we focus on the breath and we discover that our suffering is diminished because what we're doing is we're through acceptance, we're decreasing our resistance and suffering equals pain times resistance. If we lower our resistance, if we accept, the suffering is diminished. The loss of the loved one is still there. 
but the suffering it induces in us is diminished. So we have to acknowledge this pain. Then we go to intention. And I'm sure you are somewhat familiar with John Kabat-Zinn, one of my heroes, a founder of mindfulness, the mindfulness. Uh, he started this mindfulness-based stress reduction program in Massachusetts in the late 1970s for people with chronic diseases that were somewhat refractory to conventional therapy. And he defined mindfulness as awareness of the present moment on purpose, non-judgmentally. And the on purpose is the I and gain, it's the intention. And the reason we have to have purpose or intention is that our natural state, unfortunately, but through tens of thousands of years of evolution has, uh, is such that we tend to have a negativity bias. We tend to focus on the negative and forget about the positive. And we also are very distracted with the past and the future in ways that are maladaptive. So there, some dwelling on the past and future is adaptive, but beyond that, we overthink the past and the future, and this is maladaptive. So if we want to be happy, we have to have a plan to rewire our brains. And fortunately, we have this wonderful quality called neuroplasticity, where our brains can be rewired. They're plastic, they're changeable. So during the eye and gain meditation, we simply first focus on what we're experiencing in the present moment. And this can even be for five seconds, because we know our brains are gonna wanna go elsewhere, but we simply consider the tingling on the bottom of our feet. We consider the feeling of our body against the chair. We smell the faint sweetness of the air. We listen carefully, and I'm kind of halfway in between San Francisco airport and San Jose airport, and I can often hear uh, a jet in the very, in the distance coming and going, a little Doppler effect. And faintly, when I'm truly listening, when I'm in touch with that current sensation of hearing. So we do this, and then we just, again, with the breath, focus on our intention in general. We, we acknowledge that our purpose is to spend more time in the present moment and being more positive. It's totally up to us whether we think of the pain in our back or the joy in the, the breeze that surrounds us as we walk through the forest. And then we go to non-judgment. And non-judgment is so important because our brains are always analyzing and judging things as good or bad. And this is wasted energy. And with our negativity bias, we tend to judge others and other things in a negative manner, and most particularly ourselves. We're very self-critical. So we might picture an image of the earth apparently suspended in space, one of these beautiful NASA images. And we remind ourselves that the earth is neither good nor bad. The earth is simply a planet. And then it's only logical for us to think that we are neither good nor bad. I am neither good nor bad. I am just the person that I am. I am simply that I am. And we sink into this I amness with the breath. And then we return our full focus to the breath. And then we slowly open our eyes and we're ready to go out in the world. What happens is that when we find we're being ungrateful or resisting or lapsing into this negativity bias, not being purposeful, and when we're judging, once we're practicing this gain method, a little light bulb will go off and remind us 
oh, I'm driving my car. This guy pulled over into my lane without using his turn signal. I'm judging him. And I kind of get a laugh and say, drop the judgment. You know, it doesn't really do any good. Maybe he's in a hurry because his wife is in the backseat delivering a baby. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't have to call him good or bad or myself good or bad. And so when the more we practice, the more we're actually rewiring our brains. We're recognizing our thoughts and our tendencies, and we can just quickly rewire them back toward the desired uh, end. And, and it's a beautiful thing. That was beautiful, Greg. Well, well said. And I, I really can relate to your gain method. Uh, I think the audience probably received that, that beautiful vibration, and you delivered that well. Thank you so much for being on Just Us Spirit today and sharing your book. Again, once again, audience, this book, Greg's book is called Gain Without Pain, the Happiness Handbook for Healthcare Professionals. Thanks, Greg. Sherianne, it's a pleasure. And I'm sorry we had to make it so short today. I'm happy to come back. Oh, it was perfect. It was perfect. And you're at, what's your website, Greg? Uh, it is uh, gain at greghammermd.com. I'm sorry, the website is, uh, yes, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah. like that. They'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. But the, the, book, the book is gain without pain. Okay. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much, everyone. Thanks for listening. We have to take a quick break. I am coming back after the break, everyone. So hang in there. I'll be right back. Thanks, Greg. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a spiritual teacher and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of nine books that can help empower lives from emotional detox now, the four gifts of anxiety, to mantras made easy, and the conscious parenting guide to childhood anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. 
It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at sherriannaboyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. Thanks for coming back and continuing with the show. That was great uh, speaking with Greg, even though it wasn't as long as we normally spend with our guests and authors still feel like we got some really great golden nuggets there. And I was thinking to myself as I'm listening to him, I was thinking of a lot of things. I was thinking, wow, there's just so many wonderful methods out there, isn't there? I mean, aren't you finding that, that a lot of people are coming up with their own methods? They're all overlapping in some way, but a way that they are going about their daily spiritual practice. I mean, to me, he was describing a spiritual practice. I too, you know, the cleanse method, which is the method featured in all of my emotional detox books. It's interesting that he landed in the I am space because with the cleanse, with the E, that is the E step. And that is the I am space as well. So I just think it's wonderful. I I think it's wonderful that this is happening on the planet now, that now here we have someone who's educating students at Stanford University Medical School, and this information is starting to trickle through. Because like I said, there's a lot of people that get trained and they don't necessarily get everything they need from a standpoint, maybe perhaps you get the academic preparation, the left brain preparation, as he was speaking about, but not maybe as much in the right brain. And just to describe it in Greg's terms, in terms of emotions, in terms of resilience, in terms of self-care. And it sounds like it's changing a little bit. And that's really exciting, exciting to hear. So I wanted to talk a little bit, actually, I'm really excited to have this opportunity to speak directly to you. I wanted to talk a little bit about Energy in Action, which is my book that's on pre-order now. So Energy in Action, just so you know, is, is how I define manifesting. It is my definition for manifesting. And I was just talking to another author about this just the other day. And I was telling her that manifesting for me, I was having a hard time really hooking into some of the current teachings. At one point, I was all about them. I have to say at one point, I was I was fully on board, excited about the law of attraction, doing every little thing that, that we were advised to do. But it kind of faded for me. And I don't know how you feel about that in terms of focus on your thoughts and what you think is what you attract and da da da. Like I just, it just kind of got old. And I think 
for me is I've just been so focused on processing emotions that I find the emotions do that for me. I don't need to focus on my thoughts to change my thoughts. And that's what energy in action explains that when you process your emotions, what will happen is your energy will shift and then that will change your thoughts. So you still get there, but it's a whole different process. And process is what I want to highlight when it comes to manifesting. So often we are taught to focus on outcome, even though (laughs) many of the teachings and energy in action, the book, what I did was I dove into the spiritual laws of the universe I really looked at 13 spiritual laws. I paired them up with specific practices, really high vibrational practices to help you move energy and then explained manifesting after the energy was moved. So it's a whole different way to go about it. So we don't look to attract something to then move the energy. You get the drift? Because some of these teachings, not all of them, of course, but some of the teachings give the impression that you do this to get your attraction. And then all of a sudden you're kind of moving your energy and living your life, living your best life, da, da, da. And for me, it's, it's almost flipped the other way in terms of energy. And I always move our energy first which your emotions are energy. He was talking, Greg was talking about molecules and atoms and all that left brain molecular kind of stuff. Well, emotions have an anatomy. They have molecular, they have a biology and they impact lots of things. They impact your manifesting, but they also impact inflammation in the body. They impact cellular turnover. I mean, they're they're just so much is involved that they even impact blood flow. So even though you can't really see it per se, when you break down the anatomy and emotion, it impacts all of that. So that's why the cleanse really focuses on, and the cleanses are also an energy and action with some really added bonuses. And they're in accordance to the spiritual laws. So let me give you an example. A lot of times what you'll hear in manifesting, just, I don't know, conversations or teachings is you'll hear, oh, look, so-and-so used to be this, right? Like, oh, they used to bag groceries and look at them now. Now they're on stage speaking in front of people, right? And you're like, yeah, wow, they used to bag groceries and look at them. Now they're now they're doing this. Wow, that's awesome. That's incredible, right? And I get it. I get it. And we all have these aspirations and we all have these desires and we all have these needs and we all have these talents and abilities and all of this stuff that's just looking to bloom in us, which I'm going to call energy that's looking to move in us, to grow, to expand. That's energy. Absolutely energy. But here's where 
here's where the laws teach us something a little different. It, they teach us not to, and Greg was just talking about this with his gain method, the non-judgment. The laws teach us don't compare. Don't compare, right? Meaning comparing someone bagging groceries to someone on stage, one is better than the other. The laws don't really look at it that way. At least I don't interpret the teachings that way. And for me, what I discovered when I wrote Energy in Action, this is what came through as this book was coming through me is, oh my gosh, the spiritual laws are a system for moving emotions, a guidance system for how to move your emotions, how to develop your intuition, how to transform and transmute conditioning, right? Because we are conditioned to see one as better than the other, right? We do it all the time. We, we have comments about that. We, we say to people, so where, you know, what do you, what are you going to do with your life? Oh, okay. I got to have a plan. <laughs> this is what I'm doing right now is not good enough kind of thing. I mean, sometimes these messages get received that way. Oh, I thought, I thought I was in a good spot, but then, but then now I'm not, oh, or so-and-so is doing this, this, and this. I thought I was doing pretty well. And then I hear about so-and-so and now I'm kind of like, boy, I'm, I'm behind the eight ball here. So the laws teach us, and notice I say laws, plural. I don't focus on one law. I write about all 13 of them. not to compare. So that means folks, if we're not going to compare the one, the person bagging groceries and the person on stage, one is being the other, then we're going to, we're going to be in, we're going to be in presence, right? We're going to trust. We're going to feel we're going to be receiving our intuitive guidance. We're going to be showing up as our best selves, no matter what we're doing and where we're going. We're not going to show up half-ass anymore. Because if I believe that what I'm doing isn't good enough, I'm going to show up half-ass, right? I'm not going to give it 100% because it's not where I want to be. But what if, what if we deconstruct, transform, which the cleanses teach you how to do and start to download some of the vibrations which are available on this earth right now. They've been here forever. We just need to open ourselves to receiving them and you start to nurture yourself. And that's what energy in action is about. They are practices that nurture your soul, that nurture your essence, that give you every single thing that you need, that fill your heart. 
And as that occurs, you get this incredible strength and you get durability and you get stamina and you show up to your life on purpose. I'm not to say, I'm not saying you're going to stay in your situation. You will organically evolve. You will organically start to shed and openings will happen and you'll know, you'll know. In fact, they'll happen super fast when you're moving energy, faster than you could ever imagine. Ever imagine. All of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, like all of this, it's happening. So my message with this book is manifesting I call an energy in action because if you if I don't call an energy in action, then I'm kind of focused on outcome, right? The spiritual laws t- tell us we don't want to be focusing on outcome because it limits our movement of inner energy. So instead, we move this energy. There are high vibrational tools. It's funny, I was interviewing with someone yesterday about energy and action. She kept referring, and I was sharing some of the high vibrational tools in the book. She kept referring to them as as spiritual technology. And I I was like, oh, I like that. I like spiritual technology, but there is high vibrational spiritual technology tools in, in these cleanses that is going to really ramp up your potential, ramp up your abilities And you're just going to feel so incredibly strong and guided and things will manifest. They really will. And it's unbelievable. I had many, many clients that I've worked with who have said, can you help me with this? Can you help me manifest? I've had clients say, can you help me manifest? Like I need an employee for my business. Can you help me manifest that? And so we really kind of broke it down because it's not about the end result, right? So I had to sort of peel her, peel those layers to get her to the raw, to get her to the energy of what, what is it that we're really focusing on here? Knowing that that's certainly the trajectory. And honestly, I sometimes I'm like sweating it out, folks. <laughs> sometimes I'm like really testing my own theories and methods. And we had a new, actually two new employees for her in less than a week. And they were incredible, fabulous people that just landed in her lap. And she is now so happy because she has more time for herself more time to focus on family, her self-care. She feels supported. Like it just, but it's a process to get there. And we use the tools in the energy and action book to help co-create that with the universe. So energy and what is manifesting? Well, I'm I'm putting out a new buzz. It's energy and action. Move energy first. That will automatically shift your thoughts. Your thoughts will be refreshed, just like your computer gets refreshed. And then it starts working a little bit better, working a little, hopefully a little bit, a little bit more speed. That's what happens when you move energy. You cannot move energy without acknowledging your emotions. You can't. 
And that is in the system that I've created. The other thing that I've learned about manifesting through the laws and through cleansing and through developing this book is I really believe that it's not just about the me, it's about the we. The laws teach us that. So, so often we think of what can I manifest, you know, and I did it forever. But then I added into the cleanse, remembering that we are here on this planet. Our soul here is here to contribute something. So the message is manifesting is for the we, not just the me. You will benefit. You will absolutely benefit. And you are capable of creating anything that you want. I believe that wholeheartedly. But I'm going to say, don't focus on what you want in this new way of manifesting. Focus on what you have. And if you don't know what you have, then you have to learn how to clear your mind. And that is what these practices do. They clear the mind. They clear the history. Again, think of like your computer. Now and then you got to clear the history. You got to clear what's been deleted. You've got to clear, right? What's in the spam. You're like, oh, it's so much better. now. I didn't realize that was there. That's like us, right? And we're doing it for ourselves, but we're also, every time we're doing it, it helps our families, it helps our community, it helps the environment, it helps unity, consciousness, and we are starting to really get on this trajectory of creating heaven on earth. And there is no better way to do that than bringing in light and energy in action is full of light. Full, literally full of light. And when you go through it, you're going to feel it. So thank you so much for showing up today on Just Ask Spirit. So appreciate all of you for listening in and be sure you check out the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace, all our wonderful sponsors that contribute to the show. And I really want you to see what they have to offer as well. And that's at SherryHannahBoyle.com. Also, if you want to experience the light and go on a retreat, I'm going to be at Kripalu Yoga and Health Center in June. We're going to be doing a fabulous weekend retreat. I'm with my friend, author Shannon Kaiser, who wrote The Self-Love Experiment. She's written several books. And we team up. We create an extraordinary weekend that can really... Um, leave you feeling happy, right? Today's about happy, happy, joyful, peaceful. And then I'll be at the Omega Institute in the fall. I know that's a ways away, but I also know we have calendars that we have to sort of save space on. So if you're interested in that retreat, that's going to be at the Omega Institute in the fall. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you again. Remember your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening. Join Sherrianna next time to continue this remarkable journey of discovering the amazing power of your emotions. Reach out to Sherrianna directly on SherriannaBoyle.com. Share your comments and ask your Just Ask Spirit questions. Until next time, remember... 
Your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. (laughs) 